Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. The other thing that we haven't you know, totally talked about, but like, um, if this whole thing is to get Kyle Lowry in the buyout market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep that again. Just keep that bet. Like Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry can't play anymore. Like maybe for for fifteen minutes a night, you can get a, a useful Kyle Lowry, and sure, it'd be fun to have a homecoming. And and I just the Kyle Lowry move four years ago would have been cool. This is this is nothing to me. Well, you know, like so, Howie Roseman always says that one way they try to to win and stay competitive is you're a step ahead of everybody. Like you know they. I honestly can't think of an example when they've been a step ahead, but just they try to stay stay a step ahead. The Knicks are like hoarding all these winning Villanova players, right? And they're they're red hot. And I know OG has a has a injury now, so who sees what happens? But the Knicks are like Nova Central, and it's almost like the Sixers were saying, "Hey, that's working out. Let's get the washed old, can't play anymore Nova player." Like they're like 18 steps behind. Like and now the funny thing is, Kyle Lowry's actually shot it pretty well this year. I think he's shooting almost 40 percent on two or uh, three or four threes a game. But last year in the playoffs, and whenever they when they have played the Heat, and I didn't play them last year, but you know when they played them the year before, like we I was mocking Kyle Lowry, being like he's washed. That was two years ago. I remember Sixers fans hoping Kyle Lowry would play because because he was so bad. And now <laughs> now I'm that too. yeah, and now I'm supposed to sit here and be like, well, they have three roster spots, so they can at least pick out of all the trash players that are going to get cut. Like, wow, so exciting. Good job, Daryl Morey. Like, you have three open draft picks, so we get to talk about or three open ca- uh, roster spaces, we get to talk about signing, like, Danilo Gallinari. Like, what, 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 like, all these guys are signing are not impact players. Kyle Lowry's going to come here. People are going to get excited. Like, oh, and he's not that good. And it it sucks. Like, I, I mean, I like Kyle Lowry. Well, I don't really like Kyle Lowry. Like, he's a Philly guy, and I root for him in that way. But I'm a Temple guy, so I actually don't Yeah, really but, you, did you but go to, didn't you go to rival high schools? Uh, Where do you go to high school? I don't know. He went where Pat Gallon went. Oh, he go to Northeast? I think so. I think you went to Northeast. Well, then, yeah, I went to Central. That's another reason for me not to. Like oh, see, that's that's the real reason. Yeah. The well, real the reason. real winner today is Pat Allen, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> as much as Once he brings again. that story up, and it is a great story. Like when Kyle Lowry signs with the Sixers, it's going to be quite the moment. But uh, no, he went to uh, Cardinal Doherty. Oh, uh, then that's not a rival. That's yeah. not your rival. Eh, Our Nova well. Nova boy James knew that. Um. But anyway, to, to my point I'm making, the quickest like, I've seen the quickest I've seen James in the chat. You know, I know. He, he, was, he was right there and ready. Yeah, he was right on, there. I'm talking, ready. the Nova bat signal went up and right. said, "Hold on, I, I got us, I got us." I, I think, I think that you know, when we started the pot, we we kind of said like, "Believe in the Sixers." Like that was our no, message. No. Yeah, right. We're here to save the Sixers. Believe in them. And I feel like a fool. And like, who knows what's going to happen? How many times? How many times have you said you felt like a fool after believing in the Sixers? We're this like, I know, going, you're a, bit. a pretty tough streak right now. I know, believing in the Sixers has not worked out for me, but <laughs> but it's how I felt, and like, I feel like I have like egg on my face. It's like everyone's like they're the same old Sixers. Well, guess what? They're acting like it. And like they're they're not investing in this year. They're not making good trades. And Joel's hurt. But but to the to the point about about Joel and him maybe not coming back. Why I also think, though, like trading for Murray today or making some type of creative trade where you trade a first or a first round pick or two and get a, a good player in here is because if if he does come back, it makes his life easier. Now, if Joel comes back, his main form of help that he's got is is Buddy Heald. 
Like, obviously, it's Maxi too, but he had those guys. Like, there is nobody new here to help him beat. If he comes back, he's going to have to be 100% MVP Joel, and maybe he will be, and I hope he will be, right? But if you would have got a, a Murray or something creative and exciting out of nowhere, then you go, okay, well, when Embiid comes back, he doesn't have to be that guy. So that's another disappointing part of this. Well, the the one thing that has been kind of shock, I think the most shocking thing of the Murray tenure, you know, while I am I am happy with what happened today, is that he's just kind of made the obvious moves. You know what I mean? Like there hasn't been anything that's oh wow didn't see, didn't see that coming right. that's kind of been leaked out because what made him so i mean special is probably reach but like a very good gm in in houston was obviously you know the hardened trade but even um you know he found kyle lowry first you know you want to bring this thing, the whole thing full circle well, like, like other guys like uh uh, Chan- was it Chandler Parsons? I'm going to get his name wrong. Yeah, of course, Chandler right? Parsons, yeah. Yeah, Shane Battier. Like, I feel like he hit uh, on a bunch of guys in Houston that were out of nowhere. Like, who's he hit on in Philly? Like, what draft pick has he found late that's great? What, what, like? Well, he trades them all away. I mean, you know, he, right. he doesn't even let the draft picks play. Yeah, and, like, what what free agent or trade has he made where it's like, that was a great move. Like, Melton, I guess you could argue, has been good value for what they traded. Seth Curry. Seth Curry, yeah, like. I guess there's been marginal ones, but there hasn't been like massive success stories. No, no, it's all been like again, it's been fine. Now, it, I think I think his overall tenure in Philly has been it's fine. Now he did inherit Ben and, and the Toby contract, and the Toby contract's going to be gone this offseason. Maybe I mean who knows? Maybe they'll just resign Toby because he's such honestly, an elite player. I mean, honestly, one to ten, what are the chances they resign Toby? Three, like four? four. Yeah, I yeah. Can see. I, 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 and Bead likes him. Sick. Well, listen, I we I can't do it anymore. Cannot do it anymore. Yeah. But it's just been it's been really underwhelming. Like again, he's been fine. It it hasn't been like slam dunks, and it's been more obvious than not. But what made him again uh, a quote unquote special GM was it, it always felt like he was finding the undervalued asset. Like what's the undervalued asset the Sixers have right now? I mean, like there was a a, a blink of an eye at the beginning of the season where it was like, Ooh, Kelly Oubre, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And you know, he got, got hit by a car. <laughs> yes. And yeah. then, then now Kelly Oubre is like, he can't score. He just can't score anymore. I know he had the back to back 25 point games. It's, but so it's, sad. Like, it's on like a million shots a game. Trading for again, campaign is the worst, man. Like, yeah. there's he's just not a good basketball player. Um, well, so you know what I, really sucks, too. Yeah, so the schedule they have coming up, they have two easy games, like they have the Hawks. By the way, you know, Murray is dropping 30 plus points tomorrow. Like, no, oh, man, the, the, your guy, the DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I'm betting the over. I've never Murray. seen I'm a, gonna bet 30. I've points. never seen someone go from like never talking about a player to all of a sudden like this team's going to crumble to the ground if they don't get more than you and DeJounte Murray. I fall hard when I fall for players. Um, So they have two easy games. I think it's the Warriors and then I'm not the Warriors, the Hawks and maybe the Wizards. But then listen to the stretch they have coming up. Cavs, Heat, Knicks, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics. They they might legitimately lose all six of those. Well, they might. Dude, they can't. I don't trust them to win a basketball game right now. Right, right. A basketball game. I don't care We haven't recorded since... Since the, I mean, they are uncompetitive right now. Dude, like they look dude. like they have no life. Like they look like the Eagles at the end of the season. They look like every trash team we've seen. Like they look like they have no shot. And they did nothing today to change that. If anything, they ripped the heart out of the team even more with Pat Bev. Like imagine going to practice tomorrow and it's like Pat Bev's gone, Marcus Morris is gone, um, Ferk is gone, uh, 
Daniel House is gone. Like a, a third of the roster is gone. Like, well, well, what, the funny part. Well, the funny part is I'm pretty sure the shooter shoot around yesterday or maybe this morning. I don't know. Pat Bev was messing with Marcus Morris and and Burkhan's like, oh, at least your last practice. Oh, was he? Nice, <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Well, and now they're all gone. So now they're all gone. All right, so let.